And there he goes. Coast to coast. Can he make it? Yes, he can. Welcome into the show. This is Green Dot Daily, Action Network's daily sports betting show. Brendan Glasheen joining you. Folks, we are here every weekday starting at noon Eastern, streaming live in the free-to-download Action Network app. Show pops right up. It is uh, nice and nifty for you. Also, we are live in the Action Network YouTube stratosphere, so check us out there as well. Green Dot Daily is presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,000. First bet insurance, terms and conditions apply. Coming up on today's show, Brandon Anderson. He has fully dived into the NBA. He's getting ready for the NBA Second half, final fourth of the season. Really, there's 20-something games left. But Brandon will dive into some future angles that he likes. Michael Leboff will join us to talk some hockey, talk some soccer. And Nick Giffen is also starting to dip his toes into the college basketball prop market. Looking forward to that. He does a great job during March Madness. Speaking of which, college basketball, Kai McEwen joins us now on Green Dot Daily. He is here to... Give us a breakdown of some of the big games tonight. We had Jim Root on yesterday, Kai, part of the three-man weave. You can catch him on BBOC as well on Saturdays. So, you know, we we played a game of better pass yesterday, or maybe that was last week with Jim. But Jim broke down – yeah, that was last week. But Jim broke down TCU and Kansas, and it's like one of those games, and it feels like Baylor-Kansas State tonight where you're like mm-hmm. – Okay. Now I, I understand Kansas was a road dog yesterday, but it's like these these Big Twelve games are so close. The conference is mm-hmm. so open in terms of the eighth team is could be just as good as the second team. You, you know what I'm getting at. So I'm getting the feeling here if we're gonna play better pass that I can't figure out the Big Twelve. It might it might just want to stay away. That's just my take. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. This conference is the best conference in history, in my opinion, top to bottom. Talk about ten teams that. Besides Oklahoma, probably right now, have a, a real shot at the NCAA tournament. It's an incredible league. Yeah, it's really hard to predict. And I will be passing on this first one here, Brendan. You're that scared, huh? I feel like that. Uh... I'm a little scared. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, so Baylor's favorite on the road. And mm-hmm. look at the folks below. You can see the bets, the, the money percentages of 90% of the dollars coming in on Baylor as a short wow. favorite at Kansas State. What about another one in the Big 12, Texas and Iowa State? Iowa State, to me, um, I've had, I think a lot of folks have had their ups and downs with Iowa State, but here they are getting close to, yeah, they're getting three possessions in this game or mm-hmm. three, you know, idea, you know, I'm getting that. Like you're getting, you're getting seven and a half, you're getting more than a touchdown uh, against Texas. Of course, we're talking college basketball here, but you like this Iowa State team. I do. I, I love this Iowa State team. Uh, now, Caleb Grill, one of Iowa State's better players, missed last game. So maybe that's baked into the line. We, we haven't heard if he's out today or not. But I still think the spread is too high. Iowa State beat Texas by 11 in Ames earlier this season. You could argue revenge. I argue Iowa State might have Texas's number or at least know how to stay close with them. And also, I think it's pretty encouraging that Iowa State has not lost by more than eight points all season in the Big 12. They've kept these games close. They have a fantastic coach. And in my opinion, they work harder. They try harder than any team in the country. So just a really hard team to blow out. Um, I, I like them here, plus seven and a half. All right. They've lost five of seven, three of four. This is sort of a, a big spot for them mm-hmm. against Texas. 
uh, to, but again, they're, they're still in pretty decent shape considering how they started off in conference play. Okay. How about the rest of the slate? We've got other mid majors going down as well. What's a game that you're targeting and the side you might like. I'm targeting slew here. Slew pick going to Richmond, uh, not because of the recent Chris Mooney news. I wish him uh, the best of luck in, in his surgery. Um, talked to him over the summer. Great guy. Uh, really have a lot of respect for him, but I think this is just a great spot for slew. Um, they still have a chance to win the A-10. They should be highly motivated coming into this game. Richmond's home floor this year has not been that strong. Um, one of the weaker ones in the A-10 this season. And their defense has just not been up to snuff. They're 13th in the A-10 out of 14 teams in three-point percentage defense. They're 12th in two-point percentage defense. And SLU is an incredibly uh, an incredible offensive team. First in the league in three-point percentage, second in two-point percentage. I think Yuri Collins, their point guard, carves them up and Richmond also might be shorthanded from a personnel perspective, player personnel perspective, Jason Nelson, one of their ball handlers missed last game. If he's out, that shortens their bench takes away a guy can handle the ball. I like slew here, especially at pick. You're just telling me, Hey, slew needs to win the game. I think they can. All right. They've won two straight. And uh, yeah, for Richmond, they're six and eight in conference. St. Louis was 10 and four. They can continue uh, in, in a crowded top of the Atlantic 10, a couple teams at least. The, these games get more and more important as we go. And that's what makes this time of year wonderful. Kai McEwen, thanks so much for stopping by. Enjoy the games tonight. All right. Thanks, Brendan. All right. Good stuff in the college world. On to the association. Second half. I put second half in air quotes, as I said off the top of the show. There's 20-something games left. The NBA season is coming down to the finish line. Second half, again in air quotes, resumes on Thursday. Here are some potential uh, prop bets that you might be interested in, folks. Clippers, after making an addition, or is it an addition by subtraction? We'll get to that. Warriors to make the playoffs. That's a, a juicy topic of discussion. Do they get healthy? Can their young guys uh, help them down the road here? Suns with the, the addition of Kevin Durant. Can they win the Pacific? And <laughs> I feel like we were doing this last year. Lakers to make the playoffs. That's fun. Brandon Anderson is joining us now here on Green Dot Daily. He covers uh, the NBA now these days with the NFL now in the offseason. So I know we're not going to dive into everything on the screen there, but let's start with uh, <laughs> you've got some angles on teams that are not uh, potentially in the playoff mix. But, but hey, that's what we do here, right? On Green Dot Daily, we want to give out winners. Give us your first, second half future pick. Yeah, and you're right. The key is that we're not really at the second half. We're really at the home stretch here, right? We're down to 20, 25 games left. So I wanted to go out east, but I saw on Green Dot yesterday, Raybon already beat me to my favorite pick at the break. Knicks over 43 and a half. Take that Knicks over, but we're going to go west today. I'm going to take a team that nobody is paying any attention to. Give me the Spurs and give me the under 20 and a half wins. It is tanking season, Brendan. We are about to hear a lot about teams like these Spurs and Rockets and Hornets because Victor Wembanyama is the guy that everyone wants to get. We know about him. We've been hearing about him. But that's going to be the name that comes up more and more. Teams want to get to the bottom of the standings because they want to increase their odds for that top pick and really for Scoot Henderson at number two. Both those top two picks should be really good. So... The Spurs, they don't need much help. 
they started five and two. They kind of threw us off the scent, right? Yep. Since then, San Antonio, <laughs> nine and 43. Where have you gone, Tim Duncan? That is a 14-win pace over a whole season. And that included a three-game winning streak randomly in the middle of all that, too. So otherwise, six wins the entire rest of the way after that start. San Antonio is 30th in that rating. There's 30 NBA teams, Brendan. That's last. They're 30th on defense, and they just traded Jakob Pertl. They're really their only good defender right now. And a thing I noticed earlier in the year that I think is kind of their secret sauce, the Spurs play at a really fast pace. If you are bad and you play at a fast pace, that means more possessions, and it means more chances for you to be bad and more chances for them to be good and more chances for them to beat you at the end of the day. It's kind of a, a thing that has not normally been a pop staple, but I think it has changed this year. Huh, imagine that, because they want to lose some extra games. San Antonio has lost 14 in a row entering the break. They have won two, two basketball games this calendar year, two, in 2023. They would have to finish 7-16 and 16 yeah. to go over this number. I don't see that. I don't see where the seven wins are coming from. I wouldn't be shocked if they win closer to two the rest of the way, too. So you can bet them to have the worst record in the league, plus 162. I'm seeing that. I think that's head-to-head against Houston. I kind of like that, too. But we've got a tanking article going up on some of these teams at the bottom. It's time to start paying a little more attention to them because we can make some money. And I think the Spurs are the worst team in the league. Give me that under 20 and a half. Might not be fun or sexy, but I'll make some money off of it. Yeah, so, so 20 and 62 would get you there. And as you mapped out, 6 and 17 the rest of the way would uh, would get you there. I do see they play Houston twice, March 4th and March 5th. They do. Um, that would get interesting. Yeah, I think that that's the key. Like those, those are the key games. And especially if you want to do that worst record, I, I really, we just need a split. I think as long as they lose one of those to Houston, you don't want to go Owen. No, you do want to go Owen too. This is backwards thinking, right? We don't think this way about sports. As long as they don't accidentally sweep Houston in those games. And the thing is too, every edge matters in this race to the bottom. It matters whether you finish with the worst record or second worst or third or fourth, even with the flat and lottery odds. And if I trust any franchise in the NBA, to bank on knowing that and making sure they milk every last loss out of that. Give me a pop. Give me, give me the Spurs to make sure that they're like, oh, oops, threw the ball out of bounds. Oh, Houston Rockets, we lost you. Oh, for shame. Like the Rockets got young guys still trying to prove themselves. The Spurs know what they are. They're going to lose these games and make sure they get there. We'll stay out West. And this next one does relate to a playoff team. And, and your and your backing of this play coming up, just stay right where you are. Yeah, exactly. I like the Grizzlies to be exactly what they have been all season. Give me Memphis to be the two seed, exactly the two seed. Now we're drinking the juice here. It's listed at minus one fifty. But sometimes on these bets, when you see the the number like that, I think it's kind of trying to scare us away. We would want your money. Well, you can have mine in this case. We only need a sixty percent chance to hit that bet. And really, this is about what you said at the top here. This is not the midpoint of the season. We are near the end already. The Grizzlies have 25 games left, Brandon. And some of these other teams are down to 21, 22 games. If you look at the standings, 
Right now, Memphis, the two seed, where they've been for a long time, Mm -hmm. they are six wins behind the Nuggets, the one seed. Six wins. That is a huge margin to make up in only 25 games. And on the other side, they are six losses ahead of the Suns and the Clippers, the two teams most presumably the threat to catch them if someone was going to. So six wins on one side, six losses on the other side. Well, that is a 12-game margin out of 25 left. That is a massive, massive spot for them. And look, the Grizzlies, we know their formula works now. We've seen it two seasons in a row. They defend, they're deep, and honestly, they're getting a little healthier now too. They, they've probably the metrics underrate them a little bit because of some of the injuries to Jaron Jackson early, Desmond Bain. So if you look at 538.com where they project where these teams go, yep. they've got end of the season, Denver at 56 wins, Memphis at 51, safely below in the two seed. And the next closest, they've got three teams at 45 wins. So again, right where we're at right now, five wins above, six below, I think it's just a nice safe spot in the middle. I think the Grizzlies coast in. We don't have to worry about sweating out that last win. Do they go over this number, under that number? We might have like this thing could be a wrap with a week or two to go if things go our way. So I like the Grizzlies minus 150. This is a spot where I'll drink the juice because I think we're just getting a a good spot to take some money here. Brandon's all Western Conference on his segment today. He's going to turn to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, You could get an angle on them. What is it? Boy, we're hitting the big markets today, aren't we? Grizzlies, (laughs) Thunder, Spurs, getting the the big bucks here. Thunder. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are the most likely team in the West to make the play-in. I think the Thunder are hitting the postseason. They are not priced that way at books. I will take Oklahoma City to make the play-in at plus 240. Right now, Oklahoma City is 28 and 29. And if you just tuned in to the NBA, let's say, Brandon, perhaps you've been paying a little too much attention to football and not really watching a lot of basketball, and you're just tuning into the season, you might look and say, hey, the Thunder, the Jazz, we didn't really think those teams were going to be good. They're right there in the mix. Good for those teams. The books are not treating it that way. The books are saying... The Jazz, they were great to start the year. We still think they're a really good team. The Thunder, they're terrible. They're a tanking team. Oh, that's cute. They won a few games. They're kind of weirdly in the mix, but we're not really taking them seriously. And I don't think that's really fair. I don't think that's the direction these teams are going. The Thunder, I think, are assumed to be a tanking team. That ship has sailed. You are a 500 team with 20 games to go here. The tank is gone for that team. And... There's a cool scheduling quirk here that's kind of the, the luck bounced in their favor. Yep. In the NBA, you can play up to four games in one season against an opponent. The Thunder play all four games against the Utah Jazz still to come. And I think that is a huge break in their favor. If that happened back in October, November, December, the Jazz were really good then. They probably win three or all four of those games against the Thunder who were not good yet. Now, Utah traded away. Mike Conley, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and didn't really replace them. I think Utah is probably a stealth tank team that starts to fall out of their race. Oklahoma City plays them three of their next five games coming out of the break. And I think it's a chance to say, okay, you know what? We're the team making the push here, not the Jazz. Mm -hmm. OKC is 10th in net rating for the season, top 12 offense and defense. They are third in net rating the last 15 games. 
Shea Gildas Alexander has been killing it lately. They're defending. They're just a pretty good team. And I think too, if you if you agree that the Thunder actually might be a play-in team, then not only is this mispriced, but that's bad news because teams like the Warriors, teams like the Lakers, the teams we like to talk about, those teams all think they're playing for four play-in spots. If the Thunder are actually one of them, there's only three spots left for the rest of those guys. So I like the Thunder to make the play-in. And if you like the OKC-Utah angle, Thursday night, first night back with games, OKC is in Utah. I like the Thunder plus three there. I think that the the wrong team is favored. The Thunder are the better team and are going to start to prove that right out of the gates. Yeah, Matt Moore has come on our show often. Matt Moore, one of the co-hosts of Buckets, and he always brings up a team that is playing their next... If, if they had just played the Thunder, that team typically doesn't do well the following yep. night because the Thunder just really work you. They they make you work on both ends. And... Um, they're they're a tough little team, and like you said, they're no longer. It's too like you said, the ship has sailed. It's too late for them to lose a bunch of games now. You're not catching Houston. You're not catching San Antonio. Um, I will add too, if you're interested in Brandon's pick, they only play one more game on national TV, and it's <laughs> this coming Friday. So get your chance to watch this team. If it's against Durant too, they, and they got four left against Phoenix. I still think that bodes well because that's going to be a feeling out process for these teams that made moves uh, in the West. So while they could be, they're sexy on paper and they could make a run in the playoffs, there's going to be a feeling out process in short little time, as we've discussed. So, yeah, look, Brandon, I think that they've got a second national TV game left on the schedule. It's coming in the plan. That's when we're going to see them ah, the second there time. It is. Yeah, yeah, nicely done. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you, you better find your way to – I mean, I'm looking at – I've got the schedule up. It's not that expensive to, expensive to go to an Oklahoma City Thunder home game. So if you want to check out the, this team down the stretch, um, you might have to do – you have to work a little bit harder to find uh, the Thunder. But, but Brandon Anderson on the Spurs, Grizzlies, and Thunder. Angles there. You can catch the picks in the Action Network app. Thanks for stopping by today. That was fun. Thanks. On to College Hoops. We've got our slate for Tuesday. We had Kai McEwen on earlier in the program to discuss College Hoops. Baylor, a short favorite on the road. Tennessee A&M, a top 25 matchup. Marquette Creighton, top 25 matchup. The Blue Jays laying five and a half. Iowa State and Texas, another game that we previewed earlier with Kai. But now we have Nick Giffen joining the program. Sorry, Nick. I was like for, jumbling around college to pros, back to college. But uh, taking a look at the slate here for tonight, um, you've got some player prop angles. And this is what you normally do. Now, I know we're going to have yeah. your uh, bracket breakdown. We'll, we'll get to that later in the uh, in the college hoop seasons. We're getting really close. So I know this is about the time of year you like to start diving in. Oh, yeah. I mean, Super Bowl's over. Got past the Daytona 500 as well, which is always a big thing for me. So back to the college basketball player props. And uh, this is, man, these two games I'm going to talk about, these are the assist games. Villanova, Xavier, and I'm going to talk about Baylor, Kansas State. Those four teams allow assists at some of the highest rates in the nation. So we're going with assists here. We're going to start with Villanova versus Xavier. I'm going to take Colby Jones over three and a half assists. You can get that minus 105 at Bet MGM, And... This is all about the matchup because Villanova isn't a fast-paced team. They play slower, so there's actually going to be fewer possessions for Xavier, for Colby Jones to have here. But Villanova, like I mentioned, 
all four of these teams. Well, Villanova is the highest of these four teams in terms of assist rate allowed. They allow close to a 60% assist rate per field goal made, whereas the national average is around 51%. And they Villanova also does not force turnovers. So when you're not forcing turnovers, teams are getting more field goal attempts. And that, of course, will lead to more assists as well. Villanova also doesn't foul a lot. They're top 20% in the nation in not fouling. Uh, so by that, that also means, you know, it, it, a lot of times, you know, if there's a foul just on the floor there, then teams get a one-on-one or they go in the double bonus and things like that. And they make their points that way. Well, that's not going to be happening as much here. So Xavier is going to score more of their percentage of total points off of field goals. So again, better for Colby Jones assist number here as well. Villanova also, they just don't force misses. They're worse than average in two point percent allowed and three point percent allowed. So that's just more buckets made as well. So yeah. those attempts are being converted. Uh, so it's just a great spot here in terms of the matchup. Also for Colby Jones, I'm projecting 35 minutes. So it's a little conservative because he's matched or cleared this in five of the last seven games. The only time, two times he didn't clear 35 minutes was in blowouts. And this isn't scheduled to be a blowout. There's you know some small blowout potential for sure, especially with Xavier at home here. But uh I, I think this is just a spot where, you know, I, I don't expect too much blowout potential. So 35 minutes feels like a safe projection. He did have six assists versus Villanova in the first meeting. So I think that's important as well, just because he cleared this three and a half by quite a bit. I actually have about four and a half projected. Depends on if uh, I'm going to use this more recent assist rate or his longer term assist rate. So it's a little under, a little over four and a half projected, clearing about 65% of the time. So normally I would say if it's clearing... 65% of the time we could bet this down to at least minus 150 but there is that little bit of blowout risk and also Desmond Claude should be returning and he is a low shot percent player in terms of like the percentage of the overall team shots he takes which means shots will be coming from elsewhere so Colby Jones could be taking a few extra shots himself and of course Desmond Claude does uh, get some assists in there as well. So a little bit of risk, but I don't think it's a ton. I actually baked in quite a few minutes for Desmond Claude in my projections. So I wouldn't bet this more than minus 125, but I definitely like it at minus 105. No, it's good too. You pointed out how Nova doesn't force that many misses. Xavier this season shooting 50% as a team, 40% from three. I guess my only hesitation with your pick is just the Big East, man. At this time of year, they're just grinded out kind of games. Now, that could bode well if Xavier gets going early in the game. Um, and as you noted, there's there's blowout potential. But uh, these these games do get really close. Yeah, um, they, they played the 75 possession game in their first meeting. So, okay. um, you know, they are projected for 68 possessions, so not as many as then. But even then, if you scale that six assists he had from 75 to 68 possessions, we're still – well over three and a half. Mentioned off the top of the segment, Baylor, Kansas State. We talked about this game with Kai McHugh, and he thinks it's so close that he passed. We played a game or better pass. He doesn't want to touch the game, touch the side. Baylor favored, minus one and a half. You have a player prop angle in this game as well, and uh, what are you thinking? What, what direction do you want to go in? Yeah, so uh, when you're passing on the side of the total, I think it's uh, you know a good idea to look into the player props. And this is actually my favorite of the two player props. Sure. I'm going to go Adam Flagler, over four and a half assists. You can actually get that at plus money, plus 110 at that MGM. He's had, so I know four and a half is the number, so we need to get to five. But he's had four plus, so just either half a, you know an assist short or mm -hmm. clearing it 
four plus in each of the last six and 12 of 15 since conference play started. So he's getting there or at least really close in almost every single game. And he's actually gone over four and a half in more than half those 15 games as well. Eight of the 15. Um, This is also going to be a tempo up game for him because Kansas State, they play at the second highest pace in the Big 12. So going to be a few extra possessions there. And, you know, Baylor, 10 of the last 11 games they've played have been equal or fewer possessions than are projected in this game. So really goes to show this is at like the peak of uh, potentially their possessions that they'll be facing all year in terms of Big 12 play. So definitely a tempo up game here as well. Kansas State, they allow a 56.1% assist rate. And like I said, compared to the 51% national average, that's 5% above the national average. So definitely a solid matchup there as well. Gets seven assists versus Kansas State in their first meeting in just 33 minutes. But he has played 35 plus minutes in nine of the last 10 games. So 33 minutes, seven assists in the first meeting. I think he has a good chance to even clear that this time. So even in another 35 minute projection that I'm giving him, I project him for five and a half assists, which, you know, I'm projecting for more than four and a half. We're getting plus money on the over. So I really like this. I have him going over 62 and a half percent of the time. I'm happy to bet this to like minus 140. And in the game you referenced when they faced each other in January, that game went to overtime, but he dealt with some foul trouble. He had four personal fouls in that game. Um, Yeah, still played quite a bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. 33 minutes in an overtime game, and he still got there. But that, that bodes well. If he yeah. plays closer to the, the 40 minutes we might expect in the in these oh-so-important games as we come down the stretch. We're talking NBA. we got 20 or so games left. College basketball, you're talking four or five games left. So they, they really yeah. matter this time of year. Yeah. Nick, thanks for stopping by. A couple of player prop picks. We look forward to more from you as the college basketball season winds down, and then we get into March Madness. Yeah, and we'll see you on Friday for some NASCAR as well. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, here is your Tuesday slate in the NHL. Your latest odds. Taking a look here, Blues Hurricanes, Carolina, coming off its outdoor stadium event, minus 350 on the money line. They did get a a day or two here to get set for this game coming up tonight. You got the Maple Leafs as a road favorite at Buffalo. Wild Kings, that's a tight one. Red Wings, Capitals, possibly could go either way. Washington's favored. And you got the Knights visiting the Blackhawks. Knights at minus 300 on the line. A couple of six and a half totals. Michael Leboff now joins us for NHL Best Bets. We'll get to soccer as well in a few moments. But you've got two for us. And your first one is player prop related. Share, please. Yeah, I'm going to take a stroll down Narrative Street here with uh, our good buddy Patrick Kane. He's coming off a hat trick on Sunday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. At home, and there's been a, a lot of talk about Kane. He's a, a pending unrestricted free agent. The Blackhawks are obviously in the middle of the tankathon, uh, and it's expected that Kane will be traded. But there, there seems to be a lot of talk about whether or not he's healthy enough. Is if his game's in in a good enough place to help a contender? Uh, he's been linked. He was linked to the Rangers. The Rangers made a move for Taras- Vladimir Tarasenko. Kane came out and said he was upset uh, about the trade. Uh, and then the the Maple Leafs were connected to him. They traded for Ryan O'Reilly. Kane then went out on Sunday night and scored a hat trick against them. He's also been linked with the Vegas Golden Knights, and that's who he's playing uh, on Tuesday night. And I think a lot of this has to do with both Kane trying to prove that, hey, I still got 
game and I can help uh, a contender in, in the playoff race. And also uh, to kind of shut up the critics that have said uh, he's he's not healthy enough or and, and the media's just been surrounding him and Jonathan Taves all season. So he's on a little bit of a sort of semi-revenge tour here. And I, I like to keep going. I like the fit that he's playing a team that he's been linked to. Uh, so putting on a show for, for Vegas uh, at, in Chicago on on Tuesday night uh, could could be worth a little bit of a bet here. Kane is is above two to one. He's a good price as an anytime goal scorer. Uh, whether or not you want to go beyond that, back him on like the first goal scorer market or a point prop thing, or you know to, to score two goals. However you want to do it, uh, I like backing Patrick Kane here. And and what will be a pretty square, you know, take debate play, but yeah, it should be pretty fun too. See, that doesn't sound that miserable. I mean, typically you're coming on here words like miserable. Yeah. Well, wait for the next one. Pain. That sounds fun. Um, and maybe you get the scenario where he he joins Vegas on the the bus to the airport after the game. Yeah. <laughs> one of yeah. those deals. Um, all right. Now, <laughs> speaking of which, miserable. You're picking. Uh, you're picking a team that is a significant underdog. No surprise here. Who is it? Yeah. Uh... The Kane one is fun. This one it will not be fun. The St. Louis Blues are a big price on the road in Carolina. This is a a shot on a, a situational spot. Carolina just played a, a stadium series game outdoors at uh, Carter-Finley Stadium where NC State plays football. On Saturday night, they wrecked the Washington Capitals. The Hurricanes are on a roll. Nine wins in the last 10. They are in the heat of a divisional race, but they've got quite a gap on, on the Devils and Rangers. But they they do still need to win. However, I like I just like the spot here. I like that there'll be St. Louis will be catching them off of a, a showpiece game. Carolina, you know, there's a lot of talk about whether or not the stadium would and the weather would cooperate. It did. It, it looked pretty cool uh at, at uh Carter Finley Stadium. It was a really good night for the market. And this is a team that is known for never taking its foot off the brakes, but it's also known for on occasion pumping, you know, 50 to 55 shots on a goalie and, and scoring twice because they don't have the high end finishers uh, that some of the other contenders do. Carolina is a, an insane foreign checking team. They, they put a ton of pressure on you in the defensive zone, but a lot of times or, or often throughout a season, they have trouble converting that pressure into actual tangible results. And while I think that they'll definitely tilt the ice in the direction of the blues goal here, uh, I like St. Louis's offensive upside, even without Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly, who they traded, uh, to be able to to maybe put some pressure on the scoreboard on Carolina. St. Louis is a team that can score in bunches. They have some some really good playmakers in Jordan Cairo and, and Robert Thomas still still on this roster. So it's an ugly one, uh, and I think the price will only go in one direction here. It'll you probably can get a better number on St. Louis closer to game time as as people start putting together their chalk parlays, but. Uh, I don't mind to play on the Blues uh, in Carolina, catching the Canes uh, in a tough situational spot. Hey, I, I hear you, man. I I, I can understand. Every, that atmosphere was awesome. I thought they did a great job. Now, the weather also, as you mentioned, the weather played out perfectly for that whole event to take place. But it it, it is a tough spot to kind of recollect. Um, and maybe it's the maybe you feel the opposite if. Carolina didn't play well in that game because those that happens sometimes. But in this yep. case, they played very well. Okay, let's go to soccer. Uh, a couple of spots that you have. You have one spot circled in soccer. Champions League best bets. Uh, Liverpool, Real Madrid is the game that you are targeting. What's the play? 
Yeah, I think Liverpool is way too expensive here. Uh, they, they're coming off two good results. They beat Everton uh, last Monday in, in a comprehensive victory, but Everton is a relegation fighting team in the Premier League. They were on the road. Uh, and then they followed that up with a win over Newcastle United, who are a top four team and have been playing great. They'd lost one game all season uh, prior to that loss to Liverpool. But their goalkeeper got a red card in the 22nd minute, and Liverpool still gave up over two expected goals to the Magpies, which really brings forth the problem with this Liverpool team. Their defense has just been in shambles all season. They are near thir- they're on 12th to 13th in uh, non-penalty expected goals, depending on the model you look at. They're near the bottom uh, of the league in expected goals allowed off of set pieces and their mid-table as well in uh, big scoring chances allowed. Real Madrid is a team that doesn't need to create a lot of scoring chances to beat you. They are very clinical in front of goal. They're great in transition, and that should put uh, Liverpool under plenty of pressure throughout this game. This could be a game where Liverpool dominates the ball in in a raucous environment at Anfield, but one or two mistakes end up in the back of the net. And you can feel pretty confident that Liverpool will make those mistakes because they've been doing it all season in the Premier League. I get uh, the the underlying metrics aren't as kind to Real Madrid as as they have been in years past, but this is a team that doesn't necessarily put up great underlying metrics. They just win because they have talented finishers and they're very well-drilled, well-coached team. So, I like Real Madrid here. These two teams know each other very well uh, from from previous Champions League encounters. It should be a fun one to watch. This is a rematch of the final from last season. Uh, There was a lot of kind of controversy with the way that the city of Paris and UEFA handled uh, the stadium crowd. So you can expect a a really good crowd uh, at Liverpool. But uh, I think if, if Real Madrid can kind of weather the storm in those first 15 minutes, something that they've done very well uh, under Carlo Ancelotti, uh, they could sneak out of here with three points for the win. All right, Michael Leboff, thanks so much for diving in. NHL, soccer, have some fun. Enjoy yourself tonight. Sound like Sounds like you're in, in great spirits and things are going to go really uh, well for you this evening. Yeah, if only it was that easy. Thanks, pal. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, Leboff makes me happy. He really does. Uh, you can catch picks from Leboff as well as Brandon Anderson, Kai McEwen, who joined us earlier in the show talking Super Tuesday, college basketball, a couple spots in the Big 12 that should be fun to watch. And Nick Giffen also joined us with College Hoops Player Props. All of the picks from the show shortly after we are done here will be logged at Green Dot Daily in the Action Network app. Green Dot Daily is presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,000 first bet insurance. Terms and conditions apply. All right, that's it for you folks. We appreciate you stopping by on your Tuesday. We are back tomorrow starting at noon Eastern for Green Dot Daily. We'll be live in the app, live on YouTube. Thanks to all of our uh, wonderful folks behind the scenes as well as our, as well as our guests today. Brendan Glasheen signing off. Get some Green Dots and we'll catch you tomorrow. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.